Welcome back, everybody. Happy Tuesday. I know that's my normal thing that I say, but <laughs> I wish you a happy Tuesday every week. So welcome to episode 14. Um, this week, we are talking about don't wait until you're ready. Because the idea of actually being ready for anything really isn't a real thing. And honestly, how many times have you heard that? Oh, I'm not ready to do this. I'm not ready to take the leap or start the business or anything like that. If you have ever said that to somebody else, said it to yourself or said it in your brain, please listen to this episode. It, I mean, chances are it will have at least one thing that you connect with if you have ever said those words to yourself. So I'm excited to talk about this topic, mainly because I dealt with it for many, many years, telling myself that, telling other people that, oh, make sure, you know, that scare tactic that we use on ourselves to prevent ourselves from taking that next step. So today I want to talk about it. I want to talk about why it's not even real and what we can do instead to help ourselves create the next version of ourselves. So I'm really excited. I'm glad you're here and let's get started. Hey everyone, welcome to Owning Your Authenticity with me, Diana Terry. This podcast is all about breaking down the stereotypes we were raised with to create our real authentic life. We talk about every kind of relationship, life and business, creating worthy routines, setting boundaries, and leaning into that little voice that says, you are meant for more. If you've checked off all the boxes of what you were supposed to do, and you still feel like it's not right or not enough, then this podcast is for you. I know that your time is super valuable, so thank you for joining me, and let's get started. Okay, so, you know, when people say, oh, I just got to wait until I'm ready. I'm not ready to have children. I'm not ready to quit my job and start that business I've always wanted. I'm not ready. I'll travel when I retire, or I'll rest when I'm dead. All of these words, they drive me nuts. Absolutely nuts, mainly because I said them to myself for so long, but also because once I realized that they were all fake, it was a totally different world of opportunity that I lived in. Every decision I made had so much more possibility and excitement and beauty in it once I realized that those things weren't a reality. So, I mean, truthfully, I've literally never been ready for anything that I've ever done. And I don't say never very often. Um... I learned in therapy a long time ago that words like always and never usually aren't true and are used to dramatize, I don't even know if that's a word, to make things more dramatic than they need to be to prove a point or, you know, feel bigger or more powerful about what we're saying. But the truth is, those words I don't use very often, but nobody has ever been ready for anything because life just doesn't work that way. Whether it's family, work, parenting, graduation, a change in habits, a change in your environment, everything, it's all a facade. Being ready literally does not exist. Like I said, some of the examples, I'll I'll travel when I have enough money or when I retire or the one I'll rest when I'm dead. People use that as an excuse to overwork themselves and not live their lives. Or I'll start the family I've always wanted when I make partner or I get my dream job or when I have $150,000 in the bank Or I'll make my side hustle my main hustle when I can guarantee that it will work. These are not a thing. Or even in some cases, which I've had experience with, and I hope that none of you have, but statistically, some of you have, is not leaving a toxic relationship, hoping it'll get better. 
or because you're not ready to take that leap or feel like you're breaking someone's heart. This idea of being ready can hold us back from so much. It can hold us back from living up to our full potential. It can hold us back from genuine happiness. It can hold us back from, you know, fulfilling those dreams we had as kids. It can hold us back from everything. And we've been taught it as a society, okay, in order to, you know, get that job, you have to have the car and the house. And in order to feel happy and feel like an adult, you have to have the car, the house, the white picket fence, the 2.5 kids, you know, the dog, the cat with the bell, all whatever, whatever you were taught growing up, whatever version of life they said was what you're supposed to get to in order to be ready. It's just not true. It's not realistic. It's not real life. But there are some things we can do that you can see if making that move or change would be valuable to you. There are some things we can do for ourselves, evaluate, learn in order to better prepare ourselves or to have a better understanding of what that next change would be and if it's a good idea. And the first one of those is self-education. And a lot of people think the words education mean go go get a traditional degree. No, that's not what I'm saying. Now, there are obviously instances where that is, if you want to be a lawyer, you should go study law and <laughs> educate yourself in that manner. There are certain instances where a formal education is required and it's required for a reason because in order to take on those jobs and those responsibilities, you need to have that formal education. That's not what I'm talking about though. I'm talking about start by learning what it is inside you that's driving this idea. Have you always wanted a family, but deep down you're just scared that you won't know how to be a parent? Uh, spoiler alert, none of us know how to be a parent. Not a single person on this planet knows how to be a parent. And if they're telling you that they do, they're lying. Now, someone can, can look back and say, yes, I have been through ages. I have been through ages one through nine. My daughter's almost 10. I've done that, but I don't know how to be the best parent for you. I don't know what you need to do to be your best parent for your kid because every single person has a different human experience. Or have you always wanted, have you always had an entrepreneurial spirit, but you're so afraid of failure, whether your parents instilled it in you, whether that's just what you heard in school or whatever that you won't even try. This one breaks my heart because, I mean, when I was growing up, it was you get a job or yeah, you start a job, you graduate high school, you go to college and then going to college gets you that next best job. And then you work in that job until you retire. That's what I was kind of raised with. I think it's really beautiful that nowadays there are so many opportunities and there are so many stories and examples out there of entrepreneurs, of people that are doing it differently, that are breaking that mold, that are deciding that they don't have to do things the way it's always been done and the beauty that has come out of that mentality. So one thing I really do love about this day and age is that the entrepreneurial spirit is actually really celebrated right now. I mean, it's scary and it's, I mean, failure is always a, an opportunity, like failure is always there. It can always happen. But so many more people nowadays are motivated or even given the inspiration to be an entrepreneur. Or have you or someone else convinced you that you're not good enough, smart enough, strong enough to take whatever step it is? Whether it's if you are sitting there and you are overweight and it's causing you to not love yourself the way you deserve to love yourself or whatever and you choose to lose weight, there's always going to be someone telling you you can't and it's crap. 
whether it's um, I want to write a book and maybe you are a stay-at-home parent and you have four kids. They're like, when are you going to do that? You can figure it out. Absolutely. As long as you don't convince yourself or let someone else convince yourself that you're not good enough, smart enough, strong enough to do it. So oftentimes, this self-education, this taking the time to evaluate ourselves and understand the reasoning why we are holding back from taking that next step, um, why we're doing it is a huge factor in whether or not we do it. Like take the time to understand your core values and make decisions based on what best suits your best self in line with those core values. And if continuing to work a job you hate just because it gives you a steady paycheck does not fill you up and does not fill those core values of yours, find a way to get around it. I've always had an entrepreneurial mindset. Um, I've owned several different businesses over the years. And while I was good at my other businesses, like I used to be a wedding planner, I was a great wedding planner. All my brides were very happy. And, um, but doing that wasn't really in line with my core values of helping others in an impactful way. Like, yes, it helps others with their day of, but I got to the point where there was, it just wasn't filling me up. I wasn't helping others be them best selves. You know, I was helping people plan weddings and while it was beautiful, it wasn't right for me. And I know some wedding planners still that are amazing and it is their calling and they, it fills them up and it charges their spirit and it makes them so happy and they're very good at it. So that's someone else's calling. It just wasn't mine. And so it took me a long time to realize that I needed to take a step back and figure out what works best for me, not just what I'm good at, because I'm one of those annoying people and I'm not trying to like brag or pat myself on the shoulder, but I'm one of those annoying people that anytime I try something, I can do it well. Any sport I've ever tried, I can do it well. But is it my one thing? Is it my passion? Probably not. And it took me a long time to realize that those are two different things. Just because I can do something well and make money at it doesn't mean it's my thing. Doesn't mean that it's my calling or whatever you want to call it. It doesn't mean it's that thing just because I'm good at it. So I had to go through a lot of self-education. I had to understand myself a little more. I had to take a step back and separate what other people told me I was good at or what other people saw me doing and some very important people in my life, you know, some people that had a big impact. They were all wrong about what I should be doing. And I was letting them impact my decisions instead of sitting there and and understanding myself a little bit more. So self-education is one way that we can really understand what's the next best step for us. And the second one is to be prepared. And so it's funny because, you know, I love my definitions. I looked up the definition of being ready and it literally says to be prepared Yet when we talk about it in this context, they're two very different things. Feeling ready to have a baby is not the same as having a nursery set up and having all of the diapers and the wipes because that's being prepared. It's not the same as being ready to take that step. So when we're talking about being prepared in relation to taking that next step, it's a whole different thing. I mean, I wish I could say that I waited until I had six months of bills saved up before I went all in on my side hustle and turned it into my main hustle. I mean, for me, it was a very different situation because the truth is the pandemic kind of forced me to realize that this is what I needed to do. I mean, despite losing most of my clients during the pandemic because they didn't, you know, businesses didn't survive or things like that, I was given uninterrupted time to think about what this 
business needed and what shift I needed to make to live my most authentic life. And so the pandemic kind of forced me to take the leap. And I feel like I did for a lot of people. I know so many people. I was just talking to someone today, a friend today that I used to work with. And he was saying, he's like, it's so funny. We were all probably at our lowest at the beginning of the pandemic. Most, a lot of people we know were just hit really hard, especially we were all in the service industry. So everyone in an industry that we always thought would make it through anything lost their jobs all in the same day, lost all of their income. And that's not an industry where it just comes, you don't make up that money. You don't just make the tips from one year the next year. It doesn't work that way. And now when we turn around, you know, almost a year and a half later, there's so many people we know that are thriving and actually have pivoted and found a way to kind of do better for themselves in the way that serves them. So it's really kind of cool. But like I said, um, what I did to prepare myself is I started taking courses I started watching free webinars and taking trainings. I invested in some trainings, which I had never really done before. I was always like, oh, I'm not going to spend $350 on this course. But when I got really realistic with myself about what it would take to get to that next version of me, I realized that that's, that's not money lost. That's education gained. That's not you know, just money out of my bank account, but that's an investment in knowledge that I will use for the next 20, 30 years. So I got really realistic with my budget. You know, I have struggled financially for years and I got really honest with myself about my budget and what I need and and where our finances need to go. Um, And coming to the conclusion that I wasn't feeling truly fulfilled at where my business was in the beginning. So I wasn't reaching my full potential. I wasn't, I was running a business and it was great, but I wasn't getting the most out of it for me because I realized I needed to help people. I needed to have an impact on people. And while I was helping people, I'm help I mean I still do. I help businesses, you know, promote themselves. I help people by building their websites that get their companies off the ground. I do help people. Like I fill a need and that is the core value of any business. But when your goal is to have an impact, it can shift everything. So when I started this podcast, this podcast is that first step for me that I realized that I needed to start because I need to start by having an impact on someone who didn't know they needed to hear this. And from there, like my entire life has blossomed because I I took that step back. I realized what core value I was missing that I wasn't feeding. And then I educated myself on the best way to do that that works for me. And the third thing I did was I evaluated my people, my circle. And I've said it many times in previous episodes But who you choose to surround yourself with has an effect on who you grow to be. Whether you want to admit it or not, but if everyone around you is content where they are, which to be very clear, that is not a bad thing. That is not a bad thing. Maybe that person knew who they were five years ago and this life that they live now that they are content to live in is everything they wanted to work for. People being content is not a bad thing. But if everyone around you is content and not looking for a different level or something that drives them more, maybe they're already getting that and you're not, there's nobody around you trying to push you or, or encourage you to go find what they already have. So surround yourself with people that want to see you live your biggest life. 
Surround yourself with people that are going to push you and motivate you. And when you have those hard days where you're like, I can't do this, or you talk bad about yourself and you say, I suck, which is one of my biggest pet peeves. I hate it when people talk poorly about themselves. I grew up watching it nonstop. I, my entire life, I've watched my mother talk poorly about herself. And it took me to my mid-20s to realize that that's not the way you're supposed to speak to yourself. And so when she, you know, would do it previously, I would tell her like, okay, well, I'm not listening. I'm not interested in listening to you talk poorly about yourself. And I come into contact with women all day long, every job, everywhere I go, I come into contact with women who talk poorly about themselves. And I'm sure I do it. I I I catch myself doing it here and there like, oh man, I really shouldn't have done that. I messed up. It's like, no, I don't get to beat myself up. I wouldn't let someone else verbally beat me up. Why do I get to beat myself up? Absolutely freaking not. So if you're doing that, I'm gonna tell you right now, stop it. And if I ever see you and hang out with you and I hear you say something bad about yourself, I'm gonna say, why are you doing that? You don't deserve to hear that from yourself or anybody else. Stop it. Um, so evaluate your people. Evaluate your circle. Find people who motivate you and push you to be your next best self, your version 2.0 or realistically version 2000.0. Because if we're constantly changing and constantly striving for more, by the time we're in our 90s, we're going to be version a million point two. I don't know. So the second you stop growing to your next best version, you're choosing to give up the life that you deserve. And even if that means your next best version is someone who is better at relaxing, Or eventually, when you retire, someone who's good at being retired. That's that next best version of you. So it doesn't mean that you stop just because you hit a goal. And it doesn't mean that you can't enjoy or embrace the goals or the level you get to. But the second you stop understanding more about yourself or your surroundings or your life or your your children or your partner or whatever, the second you stop striving to know a little bit more about life, it can be stagnant. So like I said, there are those periods where it's like, cool, I've reached this goal. I'm going to revel in it. I'm going to enjoy it. But life would be so boring if we got to one goal and stopped. And all of these people that you see that are inspirational, I highly doubt a single one of them would tell you that they met a goal and then just live that way at that level forever. I just, I, I can't imagine a single person saying that. And honestly, the last real thing that you can do is just take a chance on yourself. I know it's super freaking scary. It's scary to decide to want to start a family. It's scary to, you know, open a business and have no guarantee. It's scary to go to school or go back to school. Whatever it is, it's all scary because there are no guarantees. We can't sit there and say, okay, I I know this will work a million percent. There are, there is zero doubt that this will work. And that be a reality. There's always a chance that it'll fail. I mean, if you understand the idea of failing upwards, then the chance of it not working is just a bit of education for the next version of you. And honestly, I don't care how many degrees you have or how well prepared you are. There's always a chance at play. Nothing is guaranteed. Chance is always in there 100%. So in the end, you can really never be 100% ready because life literally doesn't work that way. Doesn't work that way. Um, what you can do, though, what you can choose to do, what is within your power, is to be educated in yourself, in who you are. Know yourself fiercely. Invest in the relationship with yourself. 
And a lot of people think that that's selfish, but I mean, why wouldn't you want to know who you are? Why wouldn't you want to learn more and more and more about the person that the only person that you are guaranteed to live with for the rest of your life? For every breath you take, the only person in the world you are guaranteed to live with is you. Because at any given moment, someone could leave or move or whatever. So why wouldn't you invest fully in that relationship with yourself first? Because knowing yourself through and through gives you an understanding, a basis. That's why they're called core values. It's at the very core of who you are. And understanding that gives you the opportunity to then educate yourself in the things that matter to you. And then you can be more aware of opportunities that are in line with your core values because you are educated and you know yourself. And then when that next opportunity comes up, you're maybe a little more prepared because you've learned what matters to you most. You've learned what's going to fill you up. You've taken the, the steps to know more and more about yourself. So when those opportunities come, you have a higher level of confidence in saying, yes, I deserve this. I deserve this right now. This opportunity is coming to me because it's my next version. And what you can have also is a mindset of I will figure it out. And that's a mindset I've been lucky to have for quite some time. I don't know. I feel like I've always had that. When things go wrong, I'm like, I will figure it out. I'll just figure it out. I don't know how. And I have this, you know, weird ability. You know, if I, when I was really struggling financially, I'm like, you know what? Rent's due in six days. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I'll figure it out. And having this mindset, I, I have always been able to figure it out. Whether it's picking up another shift or I randomly sold something or I mean, you do what you have to do, especially any of my single parents out there or parents in general, you know that you just do what you have to do. You figure it out. But having that mindset of it's possible to figure out anything sets you up for a completely different way of living. And if you don't have that mindset, listen to yourself the next time you're stressed about something. Listen to what goes through your brain the next time you're up against an obstacle. Are you telling yourself, oh, I can never figure this out. Oh, this isn't going to work. Oh, I'm screwed. I'm stuck. I better go backwards. This is, there's just the end all be all. Chances are that's not true. Chances are there is a way to pivot or shift or learn or do something to figure it out. And there's a book out there, which I have not read yet, but it's on my list and it's called Everything is Figureoutable. I don't know who it's by. I will figure it out. <laughs> See what I mean? But it's that concept. And I mentioned that to my fiance, Amanda. I said that word figureoutable. And she's like, that's not a word. I said, no, but it's an idea. Like it's, it's still an, it's a way, <laughs> it's a way to approach things. And it's so true. So what you can do is lean into that voice inside of you that says you deserve more. And the more and more you get to know yourself, the louder that voice will be and the more confident that voice will be and the more power and strength and knowledge that voice will have. And then you can lean into that, lean into it, let it, let it help you understand, let it evaluate opportunity, let it see, let it help you see opportunity where you previously wouldn't have. So realistically, when you sit there and say, if you have something coming up to you, it says, am I ready for this? I don't know. Are you? Do, you? do you know yourself? Do you know your core values? Have you taken some education? Have you learned about what this, this opportunity is or this choice is? 
Do you have people surrounding you that support your constant strive to be better and to know yourself more? And are you willing to take a chance on yourself? Look, realistically, life is supposed to be a big, grand, beautiful, emotional, sometimes hard, other times amazing experience that we literally only get one shot at. You get to do it once in this way, like in this life, you get one. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to wake up when I'm 90 years old and have nothing to say. I want to wake up when I'm 90 years old and have nothing but stories and laughter and inspiration and and lessons learned to share with that next generation or anybody who wants to listen. And waiting till I'm ready is a surefire way to give up all of that. Waiting till I'm ready is a surefire way to not do freaking anything. So if, if you've ever said this to yourself or said this to someone else, or you know someone going through this right now, please share this podcast with them. Because I really, really do wish that I had someone say this to me years ago, years ago. I wish I had heard it. And that's why I'm saying it now, because that's the whole point <laughs> of why I do this podcast. So um, I just want to thank you for your time today. I hope that my words connected with you in some way. If they did, please screenshot and share it on social. I'd so appreciate it. On Instagram and Facebook, you can tag me at Owning Your Authenticity. Again, you can always visit my website. Um, I now have a shop section on there of some of my favorite products that uh, books and products and things that I've used in my home or for myself that you guys can check out. Um, And again, I'd love to hear from you. So send me a message on Instagram, send me an email through my website at owningyourauthenticity.com. But ultimately, I just really hope that this has an impact on you or speaks to you or encourages you in some way. And I really, really hope that you have a beautiful day. Thank you. Thank you.